When life is difficult, Samaritans are here. Day or night, 365 days a year. You can call them for free on 116 123. Email them at joe at or visit Whatever you're facing, the Samaritans are here to listen. Welcome to the Beer Podcast. My name's Nick Mins. Uh, on tonight's podcast, uh, this is the 70th podcast. So to where... Uh, you know, I think it's quite a good landmark to, to get to. I never realised it till probably a couple of days ago, but it's uh, it's good to be sharing this podcast with a good friend of mine uh, who's uh, been on the podcast a couple of times, been on a few of the live podcasts that we've done. Uh, Alex Griffiths, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to, uh, to join us, mate. Thank you for having me, Nick. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Oh, you're such a flat. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah as we was just saying just while i was catching up a minute ago is it's the main reason that i wanted to, to have you on uh today is to talk a little bit about so in the previous little bit of context and previous uh live podcast that we've done and the the chats um you did actually mention about thinking that you know obviously you suffer with mental health and things but you also kind of feel thought that there was possibly something more um and you've recently uh, been diagnosed as autistic yes so it may be an interesting one for a lot of your listeners really because for me personally i never really we went through this we never really knew what was causing my depression and anxiety and I know a lot of people have, um, I don't know about yourself, Nick, but I know a lot of people have that post-traumatic stress and, you know, there's loads of reasons why people may have depression and anxiety, but I could never pinpoint it. And I went through telling you on the live podcast that I have an issue with noise. That was my, you know, my real issue. And it wasn't until I was on, when I went for counselling meetings, it was my first counselling session, I think, first time I went on the podcast with you. Yeah, I think yeah. I was going through it, if I remember right. So we're talking lockdown, aren't we? Maybe before lockdown. Yeah, I say it, it was a while ago. Yeah, like 20, wait, I think it, well, when I started doing this, it was 20, it was like 2021. So it would have probably been second lockdown that second you were, lockdown, that were yeah. starting to go through stuff. Yeah, so I was I was on them and just nothing seemed to be like hitting home what, what she was saying, the counsellor that is. And I think it was I think I had six or seven sessions with her and she said, I don't think there's anything I can really do for you. And I don't know how many of your listeners have, you know, gone through that and or are going through it. And, you know, when you just feel like, well, what do I do now? You know, where do I go? I've always wanted to find out what was the root cause. I've been through diets. People have said change your diet, go through exercise, expand your um, social life and, you know, try and make new friends in certain hobbies and things like that, which I've tried. You know, I've 
really tried to get through this. And she said, the only thing I could suggest is maybe it might be autism that you suffer with because of the uh, sensitivity issues, which is one factor of autism. And yeah, she set the ball rolling for me, actually. She got in touch with the GP and um, after a bit of a wait, I managed to get onto a autism. It was over the over the internet, and you know, just doing a test, and yeah, the diagnosed me as autistic. I mean, how what how did that kind of feel? Because obviously, I mean, because I've recently, I've only just recently had an educational assessment because I kind of thought that was something else and I found out I've got ADHD. So mm. how, how did it make you feel, you know, being a little bit later on in life? You know, was there any, any, was the, any adverse kind of reaction from yourself? Did you maybe feel, I don't know, was there any thoughts that went through your head or was it kind of like, thank God, like now I've got answers? It was the latter, yeah. It was a relief. And I've ironically I've worked with autistic people. I used to be a um support worker for autistic adults. So um I kind of had an idea, you know, but yeah, it was just a relief overall because I always wanted to know what was causing my depression and anxiety. And for those that are wondering why autism would be a factor, it's reported that roughly 50% roughly of autistic people or people with autism suffer with depression and that's quite a high number compared to the general public so that's that's why um it was suggested in the first place it's it, it's funny kind of like these 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 extra extra you know complications shall we say you know like autism ADHD dyslexia things like that it, it's it's amazing because I've, I've managed to do a little bit of work with in uni with these sort of with, with these groups and obviously me being diagnosed it's been interesting to talk to people who have got ADHD and you know people who've got dyslexia or autism and and find out how you know these things have affected their mental health and, and, and yeah. sometimes it's I think it's more like not realizing that that was actually something else that was going on i mean you've always said aren't you that you that you thought there was something else yeah yeah i've always felt different to um other people that i know definitely and um yeah there's always something at the back of your mind you always think why you know why why am i different why do i like that i don't i don't like socializing i don't like days out so much you know my perfect day is staying in and um you know being isolated and you know that's that's just me that's just me I know a lot of people can't handle that it's not because I'm down or anything the fact that I am on my own and isolated actually makes me happy you know there's just no complications and you know stuff that I can't deal with when I'm on my own so do you so do you find it's it's definitely more like when you're out in kind of public, like crowded places, I'm guessing would possibly be a bit of a no-no? Yeah, whole fair. 
for example. For any of you um, listeners that don't know Hull Fair, it's a massive fairground with loud music and it's always rammed, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, and... us. It's, it's one yeah. thing I, I can't stand is, is how, how much it's rammed. Um, but, you know, I, I remember my second eldest, he's, we, we think that he's somewhere on the autistic spectrum. Um, but he was terrible, like, going around the fair, you know, he'd have his hands over his ears and couldn't, couldn't take it. So we'd have to kind of go to time where we knew that, you know, maybe around tea time-ish where all the, if you like, the bigger rides and kind of got all the music and the rave music pumping and everything. But any anytime you went where anything where it was really uh, loud or there was a lot of stimulation, he just couldn't, yeah, couldn't take it, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, it's um, too much, really is. And when I was talking to the um, person who was running the autism test, I explained to her that, one of the things that a lot of people could probably um, relate to is when I'm driving in my car, I've got my wife and the kids in the back. So the kids are talking amongst themselves. The wife might be talking to me. We've got the sound of the engine. And if the windows are open, the noise coming from outside and maybe the radio's on, I cannot cope with that. It's just too much at once. And, you know, no one else that I knew or the seem to say never really suffered with that kind of issue. For me, I've always had it. I can hear a pin drop a mile away. But, you know, when when there's a noise like, uh, just say you're on a bus and you've got that bus noise. If someone's talking to me, I struggle. And that's because all these noises are the same, the same sort of volume and they all merge into one. If I'm at work, we've got I work in a greenhouse, as you know, and we've got this cutter which uses a uh, engine, and when we're using that, I can't hear a thing. I just, you know, people are talking to me and like, are you deaf? I'm like, no, I just cannot. Yeah, I can't make it out, you know. And um, that's that's something that no one else ever mentions. You know, people like music, don't they? People like going out and being in crowded places and. I never have, and that that was why, you know, it made me think that there's something else there, there's something different with me. So, you know, when all these things are going on around you um, and you get these loud noises and things that kind of, if you like, put you, you kind of feel like you're putting you off, how does, how does that manifest itself in, like, physical sensations? You know, um, it might be hard for a lot of people to believe, but you get pain. There's physical pain and um, it can result in headaches and things like that. Um, if someone's talking to me, sometimes I just have to get away. And that could be just like, you know, having a conversation like we are now. Sometimes it's just too much and, yeah, it. I won't say it's like a dagger going through my brain, but there's a definite pain there and I just have to I just have to leave it. Sometimes I am a bit abrupt and uh, you know, I try and end the conversation. Um also with autism, it's hard for concentration and um I mean you'll know with ADHD as well. Sometimes I'm 
having a conversation with someone and then I'll just cut it short and go away and like what's going on there. <laughs> but um yeah um, I suppose the the whole point of coming on here today is um hopefully it, this is going to not inspire but if someone's in the same position as I was hopefully they'll be able to speak to their GP or somebody and you know go through that line of um, trying to get a diagnosis and like you said earlier was it a relief yes it was but has it changed anything in my life no it hasn't and um, for listeners abroad that are in the UK it could be pricey so that's something to bear in mind Um, you know is it worth it to you it was for me because I just didn't have a clue what was wrong with me but to some people it may not be worth it and like I say nothing has changed for me um something I found out actually because I said to the person who was diagnosing me I said um one of the main reasons I wanted to know if it was autism was that I could give a letter to my work and say if if it's getting a bit too much, am I able to just go to a quiet place and do something, you know, something related to work, but, you know, away from everyone else? And she said that by law, you don't need to have anything that's, you know, medically wrong with you to be able to request that. As long as it's reasonable, you have a right to request something like that. So um, you may you may not have to have an autism test if you know you're suffering at work or anything like that if things are just getting a bit too much at times you can ask for that quiet time as long as you're still working in some capacity so that's something for your viewers to uh, listeners viewers to uh, bear in mind i say it's, it's quite helpful that really suppose as well i mean it, it's very similar from the adhd side so the educational assessment i had with university now means that there's certain things which now like special it's kind of like if you like like spe- special requirements or you know so say for example if i feel overstimulated at any time i can i can walk out i can just um you know i can i can leave the room i can get up and go uh, sometimes yeah. whether or not i actually do that or not i don't know I've, i haven't done it yet even though some of the lectures have been that quite intense that I've just, you know, been thinking about other things and then, oh God, there's 20 minutes of my lecture gone and I don't know what the yell went on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and yeah. then I've got to try and backtrack through all the recordings and everything to kind of get it back up. So I suppose knowing and getting that knowledge that something's there, it allows things for extra, I suppose, extra support if you need it more than anything. Cause yeah, I mean, you know, never got anything like that, bloody staples, mate. Yeah, do you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> you, could have had a, you could have had a written letter from the prime minister. It still wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, true. I mind you, yeah, I can I can I have a bit of time to myself? Well, no, there's only one other person here. Yeah, yeah, you can't really. No, there's only one person on the shop floor. So, yeah, that was the. That was the bad side, wasn't it, Nick? But oh, good God. yeah, definitely for any of your listeners, if practical, then yeah, definitely it's something to bear in mind. But 
Yeah, um, overall, I am really happy that I got the diagnosis. It's, um, it's like I say, a huge weight off my shoulders, and that was enough for me. I was still on medication, um, still on my sertraline, still at the maximum amount as well, and uh, lansoprazole for uh, acid reflux. But, um, yeah, just knowing and being able to keep away from certain situations that, you know, and having something to back that up as well if needed, then, um, yeah, I suppose for people to know that you're autistic as well, they're a bit more understanding now that they know, you know, the bit like, oh, okay, yeah, we will push it. Because, you know, if you don't do something social, you're called a miserable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. I, I... I get that quite a, well. I, I don't get it, but I, it's how I, I I have a perception that that's how I'll be seen sometimes because I'm not a massive fan anymore of going like going going like like going to like um like a big gig or something. Mm. It, it it feels like too much now. Although I've done it in the past, I just it feels like a bit too much. I'm I'm kind of like a, a bit of a creature of habit at home at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I like kind of being at home and and doing this and pottering about in the garden in the house and you know don't get me wrong I like going out but as it's normally somewhere where I know Fairfax's not going to be too busy because I don't like queues don't like standing around can't I just can't do it I just have to if if it means me standing in a queue I'm not I'm not there I'm gone do you know yeah. nowhere. So, I always remember as well at work, he was always on the move, wasn't he? Mm. he barely stood still. Or... No, I say, I mean, it, like... I, I couldn't. When I kind of look back over a lot of things, because I, I even thought, God, I wonder how long this has been like this for. And yeah. it, I kind of started thinking back to like maybe when I was, you know, in my teens, you know, like talking 15, 14, 15, it was around, there's definitely things I can remember there where it's never like, I'd never like sitting down and reading. I'd always be up and about and when I used to read I used to skip like lines of text you know and I've I think I've only ever really realized like managed to read about two books but that was because I absolutely got completely invested in them yeah and I think because I got invested in them, I enjoyed the story it was kind of easy at that point to hyper focus on it you know what I mean to be really like right this is what I want to read this but yeah like if you put textbooks in front of me and stuff like that for uni, not a chance, not a chance. Yeah. I just my head goes somewhere else, and then before you know it, I, I've 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 just not taken anything in. So it's been good to realise that, so I can you know work around different ways, work with uh, like a great community that I'm part of at university as well to kind of. I suppose hone my skills and actually work with it instead of against it. I suppose as well. Yeah, it sounds like the ADHD um, diagnosis has helped you. Yeah, I, th I think it, it has, mate. I, I think there was always that kind of. I suppose the when you when you when you get diagnosed with it was now I've got now I've got a label around it now, but at the same time I thought. Do you know what? At least I know. Yeah. At least I know now. Because I always kind of thought there was something else. Like yourself, there must be, it feels like it's not it's not just you know my 
anxiety and my depression. It feels like there's something there which is also fueling like why I get really short sometimes, why I want to take myself away, why I can't sit still, why my head feels like it's going a million miles an hour all the time. So I always felt there was something else which was maybe contributing. But then you kind of start second guessing, like, is it all in my head? Is it just me trying to think of other things? But um, yeah, of course, yeah, that's anxiety coming into play. Yeah. But I was happy that I got it because now I think, right, I can work with this now. You know, and like it's another one of the things like, don't define who I am. It's just part of who I am. So now it just, yeah. I, I have to kind of just, like I've done with a CBT, with a, you know, with health anxiety and things. It's now like, right, now I need to start doing the work with with these things to, to put things in place so I can get the most out of what I want in uni and everything. So, so what's, um, What's next for you then? I mean, is is the is there anything that they've put in place to support you with your autism or not really? No, and that's because we had the discussion that I do as much as I can to avoid any stressful situations. And you know, yeah, you CBD, it's it's avoidance, but it's what works for me. You know, it's never going to go away. I'm always going to prepare uh, sorry i'm reading a message that came through there <laughs> prepare yeah i'm always going to prefer being you know isolated or spending time with the family rather than going out but um as long as i'm doing stuff to reduce any sort of stresses in my life it's we're uh, a pretty much decent level and that's that's because I'm nearly 40, you know, I've had to learn to cope. You don't look up, you don't look nearly 40, son. You don't look nearly 40. Oh, well, thanks, Nick. It's still, it's still I'll a that 10 later, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 10 is in the press. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, back when we was kids, you're roughly the same age, aren't you? Um, yeah. We didn't have that diagnosis, did we? Unless it was, well, I, I say... A lot of people that don't have autism will say, you know, profoundly autistic or, you know, you had your autism well. It, it's not like that, you know. Um, there's learning disabilities that go along with autism sometimes, which makes it appear as though people are um, more autistic, if you like. I'm doing the old uh, quotation marks, yeah. more autistic. But in autism's autism, as cancer is cancer, as any other sort of, I shouldn't say illness, it's not a disability either, you know, it's just part of me. But yeah, if you're going down that sort of route, no cancer's worse than any other cancer's cancer, isn't it, at the end of the day? And, you know, with autism, autism is autism. It doesn't matter, you know, how how people perceive it, autism is autism. I mean, do you know what I say? Like, when we were kids growing up, and if you thought of someone with autism, I mean, it was... you. Would, do you know when I say... Like, we know now, growing up and see, seeing things in, like, schools and everything like that, like, as grown-ups and kind of getting a little bit of education about it, that autism doesn't have, like, a set... It doesn't, doesn't have a face, if you know what I mean. It doesn't have a look. No, no it know, doesn't. It's the same with, I think it's the same with, 
you know, like depression, mental health, your, um, you know, dyslexia, dyspraxia, any any of these things that don't have a, a don't have a look, anybody no. could be suffering with that. And do you know when I say, mate, um, do you know like especially when we were, you know, younger and stuff. You know, you always kind of thought if someone was autistic, they're always disruptive, you know, you know, tendencies to be bad tempered and you know, not listening in class, you know, and, and it, it naughty. Be, yeah, it but yeah, naughty again, like doing the quotations, yeah. naughty. Um and really wait when you think about it, you know, those those kids back then or now that are not being I suppose identified and not getting the help that day or the support that they deserve and just being brandished as, you know, you're disruptive, you're naughty, instead of actually, you know, them looking at maybe a little bit closer if there's a possibility of those things. Um yeah, it 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 to be honest with you, it, it's something that, that I feel quite passionately about that there needs to be more done to yeah. to kind of um I think help within like the secondary schools and primary schools and things to be kind of, you know, I suppose kind of caught at an earlier age as well. So. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's just going to help the people out a lot more going back to when we was kids as well. If you was like branded as naughty, disruptive or anything like that. I mean, that could be seen as looking back, maybe ADHD. Yeah. yeah. And just think of the damage that could have done to a child's brain, you know, like being told that they're naughty when they're not, they just can't help being who they are. So that's why it's vitally important that it's done at a young age. Definitely. I think especially like sometimes the way that it's like, I suppose the way they throw the terms around naughty children and naughty this and naughty that, and they don't ever actually look at the bigger picture of what's going on really. Yeah. It's definitely something that needs to change going forward. Um, I hope they do. You know, but I think it is getting better. Hey, oh, it's, do you know what I say? It's hell of a lot better than it used to be. It is getting. It's there. just. It's extremely complex, though, isn't it? Mm. Extremely complex. I mean, even the questionnaires and everything that you have to kind of go through—they're quite, you know, they're quite vast, and that you know. Yeah. Having to do all, I mean, I had to do a lot of tracking back through the years to think on the spot. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, you know, for, I suppose for the services to pick up, but I suppose it's maybe that education with, with the staff, and, you know, teachers and school and teachers and parents just, as yeah. well. Yeah. So the way I always finish these podcasts, which you probably, you probably know, Al, is, I suppose, like, what would be your one little bit of advice to anybody who's listening with regards to, I suppose, you know, maybe looking at, like, this, like, an autistic um, diagnosis, or they may be thinking that there's a possibility of these, of the, these things kind of creeping in. I would say, based on my personal experiences, and I don't think it would be too bad for everyone, would be to explore that route if if you're unsure of what is causing your depression. Like I say, if you've got 
post-traumatic stress, you can sort of relate depression to that. I know, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely go down that route. It's a long route and it's a very hard route to get on as well. Some of your GPs will be dismissive. Man was to begin with when I went. Um, I got the old, we're all artistic in some kind of way. But um, yeah, just keep pressing the issue. Maybe go see another advisor or speak to your counsellor. I mean, it was I was lucky in the fact that it was my counsellor that suggested it to me. And um, yeah, it may be, may be the answer to what you're looking for and it may help you on the, reco- on the road to recovery. Um, and don't be scared. Don't be scared to. That, like I say, and I, even with you as well, it, it seems to have helped to have got that diagnosis whether it is ADHD or autism, it, it does help because it allows you to focus and avoid any stressful situations. Oh, def- definitely. It, it's, I think it it definitely helps, yeah. And like you say, I think avoiding stress is a good one as well. So, Big Alex, yeah. thank you so much yet again, my friend, for coming on. Uh, so it's always such a pleasure to have you on here and... Uh, talking to you and you sharing your stories and everything so thank you so much mate really appreciate it no thanks for having me i uh i admire what you're doing and um you know it's great for we've always had good feedback haven't we when we've done this so yeah yeah that's uh, when we've done that we've done the labs and stuff yeah been a bit of a giggle along the way as well so <laughs> you've got to haven't you oh, <laughs> if you completely. didn't have you cry no no well alex thank you and um, for everyone else i'll see you on the next podcast